Welcome to Pancakes on Sunday. Like pancakes, we have many different flavors that we bring to the table each week. We talk about sports, mental health, women's awareness, uh, conduct interviews on some of our friends and family, uh, games, entertainment, and much more. This week, I, Chelsea, am joined by the OGs. What up? Ryan, Joe, and Corey. And Kenzie's kind of just bystanding a little bit, <laughs> hanging out for today. We had a little cookout before this. Made some fucking fire chicken on the bomb ass grill. Some potatoes. Yeah. Oh, and we also have baby Dominic. Dominic Ryan joining us today. Whoa. Yeah. He's wide awake. He doesn't say much, you know. Um, Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but this week we are going to finish up the podcast, the pregnancy podcast, Pregnancy 101. It's all over now. You dumped him out. Done. I dumped him dumped out. Him out. <laughs> He's here. He's here. And I'm really excited about this podcast. Um, you know, I we wanted to do I wanted to do a third one about the third trimester, but there's this fourth trimester that nobody really talks about. Is there? And that's after the baby is born. Oh. Um, yeah. And there's a lot there that I want to share my journey so far, and um, I'm sure Corey has a lot to say about it too because he's. He has been a part of that along the ride. You dumped out. You dumped it out too. Yeah. Yeah, decent Yeah. Would that be considered postpartum? Postpartum. Okay. Yep. Postpartum is okay. what it would be considered. So, yeah, this fourth trimester is um, it's a wild ride, but I'll go over the third trimester. Uh, I to kind of recap. So my first trimester, I had really bad morning sickness. And morning sickness isn't that it happens in the morning. Morning sickness is you're just pretty much nauseous all the time. That's right. Nothing. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty rough. For the first ten weeks, it was that. Um, I had a smell and taste distortion. My back bothered me. Um, you know, to get a little bit more in depth, you can listen to the first two podcasts that we released uh, quite a while ago now. Uh, second trimester was probably my easiest. Um, there was a lot of emotional ups and downs again in the first trimester, second trimester. And then the third was just kind of the anticipation. I didn't really have any new symptoms. So if you listen to the first podcast and the second podcast, you'll see what I kind of experienced in the third podcast. I, I started getting a little bit more morning sickness towards the end there. Um... I weighed about 40 pounds more than I normally would. So you have to imagine carrying all that extra mm-hmm. weight around. Mm-hmm. There was that. Um, but still practice my Pilates and yoga every day. So that was nice. Um, I actually, too, I think... So I do a lot of typing. and But my right hand, I think, finally has carpal tunnel in it. Oh. I think because of the amount of blood, because you... Pretty much double the amount of blood that's in your body when you're pregnant. I think it did something to my hand. So in the morning times when, um, you know, your phalanges don't really have a lot of blood in them, I have a lot of pain in my right finger, my right pinky on the right hand side right there. That's a bummer, dude. So I got to, like, shake it out and get the blood flowing there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that sucks. I'm probably going to have to address that before long. No, you came before your due date. So, like, was it, you were supposed to go in and you were going to be induced and all that, but it was Mm -hmm. like, nope, I'm not waiting till then. Nope, nope. He was ready to be dumped out real, (laughs) a lot sooner. Um, So, I was due May 12th, 
and we were going to go in for induction on May 8th. And we had chosen induction because for a couple of different reasons. Um, usually within like your 39th week of pregnancy, a lot of women, it, um, it gives you a little bit more control over the birthing process. Because once you go into labor and you're not in a hospital setting, from the time you leave wherever you're at to get to the hospital, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. It, you, if, you, if you ever experience contractions before, or, or like, uh, then you'll, you'll, you would know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'll get into that in a second when I start talking about um, me going into actual mm-hmm. labor. Uh, but it gives you a little bit of control and, um, especially for, um, women who have like high blood pressure and stuff like that, um, or any complications throughout their pregnancy, a lot of those women get induced, mm-hmm. um, because it gives them a little bit more control over the situation. Cause if you have high blood pressure and you're not induced, again, anything can happen between uh, point A and point B. Um, I had no complications. You know, I had my regular pregnancy symptoms and stuff, but I had no high blood pressure, no gestational diabetes. Everything was actually really smooth. Um, smooth as soup? Smooth as soup. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Interesting. Yeah. So I was supposed to go in on the 8th, which is Monday before my due date. Um, and Friday, the Friday beforehand, what, that was the 5th. So I was watching my niece, Amelia, and her and I had gone to breakfast with, or lunch with my mom, and then we had gone back to get, we got ice cream, and then we went back to her house, and I started feeling contractions. So when you're in your pregnancy, especially towards the end, you can, you get Braxton Hicks, so they're kind of like false labor symptoms, so they're not always painful, but you can feel them. They're kind of pressure, so... It's kind of hard to describe contractions. And Kenzie, you might know this because you're a woman with period cramps. It's kind of that times a million. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Interesting. So, it is interesting. <laughs> um, and I couldn't really describe it to a man because I don't know what it's like getting kicked in the balls, but I've heard that's pretty painful. Yeah, it's not pleasant. It doesn't feel good. So it definitely doesn't feel good. Don't know what that feels Especially like. Especially when it goes to your stomach and your throat. Right. That <laughs> sits there for like a couple minutes. You're like, oh. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where was I going with that? Contractions. And you were oh, Bra- Bra- Braxton Hicks. Correct. Thank you. So... I started feeling contractions on Friday, and they were about three, like five to seven minutes apart, which when you're going into labor, um, the closer they get, the more, the closer you get to pushing the baby out of Mm. your vagina, okay? So, not your butthole. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's good. At least they don't call it the butthole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Emma. And so, uh, But I figured maybe I was a little dehydrated because a week prior, so a week prior to me going into labor, actual labor, I went to the hospital. I had a really bad headache that came out of nowhere. It was Thursday night. Midnight woke me up out of a dead sleep. It was a and and it just I took Tylenol and it kept getting worse, like the worst migraine that I've ever had. And I haven't had a lot of migraines. Um but I used to get them when I was a kid. So I, I didn't really know what was going on. But migraines can be a symptom of preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure. I never had high blood pressure during this whole pregnancy. So I, I called my doctor um, 
and she told me to go to the labor and delivery at Giaga. This was like three o'clock in the morning. Showed up. um, Dr. Ritten um, was there. He was the doctor on call and um, or at the hospital, I should say. And he checked my cervix. I wasn't dilated at all. I was still contracting, though, about five to seven minutes apart. So they held on to me for a couple of hours and monitored to make sure. Took my blood pressure. Everything was fine. They attributed it to me being dehydrated. And I carry this cup, which is a pretty large cup. You guys can see around with me. Decent amount of water. Um, yeah. And I fill it up several times a day. So mm. I was, you know, with a baby, though, in your belly, you're supposed to drink, like, twice as much water. Right, right. So maybe there was a day that week that I, you know, had forgotten or... Um, hi, baby. <laughs> Had, uh, you know, not drinking as much as I normally would. Um, and so that's what I thought had happened the following Friday when I started going into labor. So I called and I said, hey, um, you know, my, my gynecologist wasn't the one on call. There was another doctor on call. And, and, I, and they had said, have you had any bloody show? Have you, are you in any pain? I wasn't in any pain, still contracting about five to seven minutes apart. Your blo- a bloody show is essentially where there's this thing called the mucus plug, which I didn't really have a mucus plug because I was in the hospital when my water broke mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I didn't have any of that, but I did have a bloody show. So I went, I laid down for a nap. This was Saturday, May 6th. I laid down for a nap. Probably around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Corey was outside doing yard work, mowing the lawn and everything. <laughs> nice. Um, and he comes in and I, he goes, hey, I'm going to run up to the gas station and get some gas. I ran out of gas <laughs> nice. in the lawnmower. Right, 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 right. Right. Um, so I said, okay, that sounds good. And I had fallen asleep for a little bit. Um, and this is all kind of in concurrent with one another. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Corey went, left around 3 o'clock to go to the, um, go to the uh, gas station and then around the same time, I had had this feeling in my stomach. It was kind of a contraction. It was a little bit more painful than what I was experiencing prior to that. And I get up and I go to the bathroom, and there she was, the bloody show. Oh. I called Corey, and I said, Corey, it is time. It's go time, baby. <laughs> go time. <laughs> it is go time. And that shit fucking happened so fast. So I went from probably a five, on a scale of one to ten, right, you got your... 10 being the most pain you're in and 1 being the least pain you're in. I went from about a 5, 6 um, pain to about a 10 in less than like 20 minutes. Damn. So I was I, I was contracting. Mm-hmm. And this, this was the labor part that I was talking about before. Um, labor, the labor pains are, there's nothing mm-hmm. like it, guys. <laughs> there is nothing like it. Like I said, period cramps times a million um and there's no stopping it <laughs> right yeah. and so we're about 40 minutes from the hospital we delivered at um so uh we got in the car and Corey was really good he was really there um for me he's like hey i just need you to grab my arm and squeeze and and we're gonna be there we're gonna get there of course we had every fucking red light on the way there. <laughs> she's like you gotta go i'm like i gotta get us there alive right, right. and then right. everybody was driving like assholes this day it was a saturday right well, so, you got so it was a saturday out. like midday right? yes like, yeah going at like four something i'm like yo there's so much traffic out right yep Yep, and I said, baby, you got a NASCAR this shit. <laughs> and uh, 
So my contractions were going from anywhere from three to five minutes apart to five to seven. So they were kind of bouncing back, back and forth. Um, and then we finally got to the hospital. I called my mom. I said, Mom, um, we're heading into Jaga now because Val had to, we had to take her with us. Right. Because oh. we were going to be in the hospital for a couple of days. And I wanted her to meet me there to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom's outside chatting with Corey. I don't know what the fuck the conversation was, but I said, Corey, we got to go. She was like trying to figure out a mechanism to put the dog in her car and move it. I was like, I don't know. Just take the car. Right. Just take it. Take yeah. It, we'll figure it out. Right. But this baby's coming. This okay. is happening right now. Um, and so we go up to labor delivery. Um, I called Dr. Andrani to let them know that I was on my way. Um, and uh, we get there and... Um, so Dr. Andriani is actually my OB. She's the one that walked, had me through my whole pregnancy. But we ended up getting Dr. Ritten, who was the doctor who had actually taken care of me a week prior. So okay. I got to meet him, which was really cool. Yeah. Because um, when you, it's a really intimate moment when you're birthing a child. So you, For sure. you, you want to connect with the doctor that you have, that is your OB, right? You want that person to deliver. And that, that person is putting both hands inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that person will see your butthole, your vagina, and everything in between. Okay. So. But they're professionals. Yeah. Right. They, they are. But, you know, having some some people care. If you have a woman, some people care. You know, yeah. all that. I, I don't really care. Yeah, it was go time. I, I had a male doctor for the first 15 years of my having to see a gynecologist. He was so. awesome. Um, but, yeah, Dr. Ritten was fabulous. He you was absolutely. Him. I did pee on him. Um, <laughs> he goes, occupational hazard. <laughs> He's like, I got to go He change. was checking the dilation. And yeah. he told her to push. So when she pushed. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so super soaker. I went from super soaker two thousand, bro. You guys are messed up. Um, so I went. So we got there at about five o'clock on May sixth, um, and by ten eighteen, Dominic was born. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that so I wasn't dilated at all when we first got there. Um, the nurse had come in and essentially just to check for dilation, they put their fingers, two of their four, their two fingers, their pointer and middle up your vagina to check to see how, if your cervix has opened up. Yeah, so, and and, and as you're in labor and you're contracting, that doesn't feel very good. Right, right. right. Um, And so she, the nurse came in, checked my cervix, wasn't dilated at all. Doctor comes in about 15 minutes later, checks my cervix. I was four centimeters dilated. So you have to be 10 to give birth, mm-hmm. right? And so I went from zero to four in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I had a procedure done several years ago. It was about 10 years ago now. Um, it was a leak procedure um, on my cervix because I had dysplasia on it, which is a precursor to cancer. So they caught it early enough, was able to do the procedure and all that. And they think some scar tissue had built up, and that's why I was having trouble dilating. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I guess I guess that's my pregnancy or my my birthing um, process. The epidural coming in clutch, women. If you modern medicine, if you can get the epidural, dude, get that epidural. Yeah. I was in so much pain. <laughs> she was in so much pain, and then she gets that thing. 
I had to go out the room because it's like a sterile procedure. Mm-hmm. So I had to leave the room and I come back. And I come back and the first thing is Chelsea's like almost like playing with her legs. She's like, I can't feel them. <laughs> <laughs> well, she asked me, the nurse had asked me a couple of times to lift my legs. And I'm like, am I, I lifting them? Right. <laughs> like, right. I can't right. feel right. my legs. Like, I can't feel but, nothing yeah, down there. Pretty man. much from the bottom of my boobs down, Gone. I couldn't feel anything. Wow. It was kind of a cool experience because mm-hmm. you don't really get to not feel your legs you mm-hmm. know um and but it it comes in clutch uh but it goes to also show well it showed me uh and i think just in general so when you have the epidural you still feel the contractions are so intense that you can still feel the pressure from them okay. with the epidural so when I'm trying to describe to you the level of pain somebody is in with the contractions, this is supposed to numb you from like the, the boobs down. Yeah. But I still felt the pressure from the contractions. Wow. That's how intense they are. How long does, does the epidural last for? Uh, so it's like a drip. It's a drip. Okay. So okay. we'll turn it on. And the bag that the, he put up there said this will last about 10 hours, but he said, I don't see this going longer than that. So I probably used, so once I gave birth um, and they ended up, uh, uh, you know, sewing me up, I did end up ripping a little bit. And so they, they I think I had like two or three stitches um, and which is pretty common. When you push a seven-pound, eight-ounce baby out of your oh, yeah. vagina. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. Um, and so that lasted for about, I think, I started getting my um, feeling back in my legs uh, pretty much the next morning. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> coming in clutch, Ken. Thanks. Nice. My dog's about to go off. Uh so yeah, that's that's pretty much. Well, the birth that was awesome. Yeah, well, you got to see my vagina. Yeah. I couldn't see my yeah, vagina, yeah, yeah. so you that can crazy. talk about you can talk about that <laughs> yeah. if you want. I that have was so no wild. Problems. You know, you hear so many horror stories, and everybody's like, "Oh, you don't want to watch it. It's crazy." Mm-hmm. Some people I heard did watch it and didn't mind it, but it was actually very few compared to how many people said like, "Yeah, don't watch it. No, it's crazy looking. You want to yeah. see that." Yeah. I don't know. I had a completely different experience. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Nice. It was so crazy just seeing, you know, him and then like seeing the head approach with each push and stuff was kind of crazy and yeah. wicked cool. And I will say though, Chelsea's pregnancy did go so smooth. Right. That, that there wasn't that much blood. It wasn't a crazy scene. Like there was a decent amount of blood that I feel you would expect to see. Yeah, normal. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't like unruly. There wasn't crazy amounts of fluid. Mm. It was very clean, very nice birth. That's good. Um, but seeing his head was crazy. And then the doc almost like cups his hands together and he's pressing real hard between his fingers to get his head. Then he just pops the head out. Then he's like, one more push for me. And then just reaches in again. Boom. Bodies out. And then Baby. he's like looking at me. He's yeah. like, you see what we just did there? And then he's like, here, want to cut the umbilical cord? I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. It was it was really breathtaking literally hearing him yeah. cry for the first time. Yeah. 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 And I couldn't see any of it. All I could hear was 
because you know my legs are up and I'm laying backwards and I'm just listening to what's going on. I hear the doctor talking to you, you talking to the doctor, and I yeah, the doctor like pulls him out and he's like, "Want to see the placenta?" I'm like, "Yeah." (laughs) (laughs) He like pulls this thing out, man. They're brown down. He like pulls this thing out, and I shit you not, this thing is huge, like. Dude, like two ribeyes, bro. Big. And it looks like this crazy looking ribeye. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's got like all these veins in it and like all these things. And like that's what the baby was eating off of yeah. the last nine months. I'm like, oh, this is so crazy mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He's like dabbing them up real hard when he's cleaning them up. Because like I've seen like every doctor seems to have different methods on how to make the baby cry. But he was like jabbing them as he cleans them up, like poking them in a whole bunch yeah. of different areas, like pretty hard. Yeah, make sure to check them for crying. And then he starts right. spitting up the fluid. He flips them over. I'm like, oh, this is so crazy. That's this awesome. Is so crazy. Was yeah. he a younger or older doctor? He older. Was older, older. Okay. He was yeah. Probably in he knew what he was doing. Okay. Yeah, was awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was. He was really good. Um, so he's done the. Did it before. Oh, yeah. 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 Really yeah, friendly guy, sure. too. Really nice. You know, it's his first rodeo. You don't want that guy yeah. coming in first rodeo. <laughs> no, that, I mean, there's got to be the, first time. The pediatrician on call that night, too, he was amazing. And we actually wanted him to be our pediatrician, but he's from New York. And he actually yeah. helps out UH. Yeah, twice he, tra- oh. yeah he traveled. Two weeks out of the month. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was amazing, though. Yeah. 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 Props to that dude. Yeah, that was, was Dr. Good. Arnold. Props yeah. to him. What made him so amazing? He was just really personal, really good with kids, really funny guy, mm-hmm. really, like, you know, it's it's crazy now when you get into the scene with a kid and start meeting people and doctors and who you want around your kid and, you know, how they talk, how right. they present themselves. Right. I yeah. feel like a lot of that stuff. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Ken, do you want to take him for a little bit? Okay, yeah. You get a little wormy? And Kenzie is going to take you... Um, a little bit, but my back is hurting from just sitting here with no back uh, support. So. Oh, yeah, you are on the bench. You want to sit in this shit? No, that's okay. Kim is going to take them. So after you, you you spent your night in the hospital? Yeah. So we were up till, so he came out at about 10, 18. That's his birth time. Um, Corey and I were on cloud nine, right? So I did skin to skin for with him for an hour. Corey did some skin to skin with him for a little bit. All right, there you go, girl. Thank you. Oh. Little snorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were up till like three, four the next morning. We were just on cloud nine. Yeah. Adrenaline was rushing and just so so many feelings. Um, Chelsea then, smashed a whole BLT pizza. Oh yeah, day. dude. That was oh, yeah. that was another thing. So the day before, the day I gave birth, I had eaten lunch or breakfast or something like that. Um, it was around noon. Was the last time I had eaten. And I had gone, um, I hadn't, and so I hadn't eaten anything when I started going to labor, and I was, like, starving. So mm-hmm. by the time 10 o'clock came, you know, there was a 10-hour yeah. And you're not supposed to eat because in case you go into labor that you need an emergency surgery or anything okay. like that, it could be dangerous. Yeah. So didn't eat anything. Um, so I was, I was, like, pushing. I was, I was like, BLT pizza. BLT pizza. I was like, I, you know, I, I do want to meet my kid too, but I, uh, I was so hungry at this food, point. Man. Yeah. So he ordered caps while we were up there. Nice. Um, they deliver it to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's yeah. clutch. Mm, and smashed the shit out of that. Oh yeah. When I after little man came out. Um. I smashed some in the car. I didn't want to bring it in the room. Right. So she'd smell it. Yeah. Yeah, because that would have been torturous. Uh-huh. I like opening a Jello to tide me over. But yeah, so we were in the hospital. 
Um, Sunday, Dr. Ritten comes in and he says that, you know, you guys want to go home tonight or you want to go home tomorrow? And I said, well, what time would we go home tonight if, uh, you know, that was the case? Would it be around dinner time? And I guess you have to, I think, stay a full 24 hours after the baby's born. So mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been getting out yeah. of there until like 1 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. So I was like, well, we might as well just stay another night and, you know, get some help with the nurse from the nurses if mm -hmm. we need to to get an extra... Because once that baby is out, um, say goodbye to the good sleep for a little while. That's yeah. for sure. That's what they all say. They ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah, that first, that first night, like I said, we were on cloud nine. Didn't really feel the effects of not sleeping. Mm. Um, and then that second night, the nurse came in. And I felt, I, I, and I, I imagine other moms can probably relate to this. She had asked me if she wanted, um, if I wanted her to take the baby for a little bit. And I was like no that's okay and because I felt like you know I just have I just had him why mm. would I want you to take him and um, a little guilty there too thinking well yeah of course you can take him let me get some sleep but then like I'm like I'm gonna have to get used to this so right. there was just a lot of things going on in my brain and mm -hmm. He kept crying every couple of, uh, you know, every, like, hour. And I didn't know, you know, you learn your baby's cries. So you don't know if they need change. You don't know if they are hungry. You don't, you don't really know yet why they're fussy. Um, and so I called the nurse. I said, can you come get him, please? <laughs> I need some sleep. <laughs> and um, she did. And he's passed out in the corner over there, freaking snoring up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so she came and got him for about two hours, and that was a solid two hours sleep that I got, so it was nice. But she comes back in, she's like, we've tried to pass him around a couple of times, but we think he wants mom now. So, um so I took him back and uh, and then bringing him home. So this is the fourth trimester nobody talks about, right? It's really fucking hard. The really? first, the first two the first, weeks like being two a parent. Weeks. The first two weeks is really hard. It's okay. one of the hardest things I probably ever had to do. Um, you don't get a lot of sleep. Very broken up. So the lifestyle you had before, right? There's you have a lot of control and a lot of choice and. Um, I've, I've talked about the power of choice in my previous mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. about what I can and can't put in my body and well that shit doesn't fucking end just because baby's out. Right. Uh, you, I still have to watch my alcohol, which is, you know, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, um, still have to watch what I eat. So baby doesn't get gas. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, have to, I, I can't, you know, I, I was a smoker before this and I'm okay not smoking now. But smoking increases risk for a baby to die from SIDS. And I don't know if you guys know what SIDS is, but um, I don't know what it stands for. But ultimately, it's an unexplained cause of death. Um, sudden Instant Death Syndrome. Infant. Thanks. Okay. Infant. infant. Sudden. Infant. Yeah, sudden death. infant. Thanks. Death and so, yeah. Um, and that petrified me. Mm -hmm. Like... Being, being a new parent, um, you don't want to swaddle them too tight. You don't want to swaddle them too loose. You don't know if you putting them in the bassinet that they're sleeping in is going to cause death. Like, everything has large letters, black letters that says suffocation. Yes. I'm fucking everything. Yeah. Everything, anything childlike. The swing that we have, the bassinet over there, the swaddles you put on them on the tags. 
So literally, that's all you think about is how your baby can die. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna know what intrusive thinking is like, right? Become a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like the intrusive thoughts you you have. At, at least in my opinion, you know, I I was not a parent at one point, and now I am a parent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can only mm-hmm. compare my situation. And that's why they, you know a lot of people do say it. You know, your first one, they're like you're scared to death, and by the next, you're like, all right, we got this. Yeah. But, it was crazy. Like, we go in the pediatrician's office, and I went up to the pediatrician, and I was waiting for it, um, you know, him to ask. You know, they always ask, you know, any questions. So he asked any questions, and I'm like, okay, right off rip. I'm like, when am I not scared to death my baby is going to, like, die or something or suffocate or, yeah. or, like, am I swaddling too tight? Yeah. And he looks at me and kind of snickers, and he goes, wait, when are you not scared of your baby dying? Like, when they turn 18 or <laughs> and I was like oh man yeah. I see what you did there yeah and shout out to Dr. Canison too he's over here in Menor um and Concord and he's a really good he we've only seen him once um but he was really good so far even when he turns six years old and give him a bicycle I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah just yep. the, the worries change right yep. the what you're worried about changes um yep. And, and, and so I'm handing Lincoln yesterday a bocce ball. I'm like, oh, go play with that. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> fun. Go in the backyard, kid. Me and Emma, yeah, we're sitting out in the backyard. And I said, I said, Corey, go get them something to play with. And and I meant the cornhole boards for yeah. the bags. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out with a bocce ball. <laughs> I'm like, babe, no. <laughs> like, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Holding it in his hand. <laughs> like, what am I doing? This is it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, That's man. awesome. Uh, so, I think that... <laughs> I think that Corey and I can re- uh, agree to this. Um, the first two, even now, a-, a little bit too, we're still adjusting to becoming a parent. And I think that adjustment... Oh, yeah, we're forever going to be Never ending. Mm-hmm. Learning new things. Figuring out what works for our son. Figuring out what works for... Her both of our new lives. If I got any advice, it's like, get sleep when you can and use a, like, really, like, strong support group. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like between friends and family, if you can, of course, because, like, uh, I mean, I even had a mental breakdown in that first week. It was crazy. I, I didn't know useless dad syndrome was a thing and I was going through with some really hardcore. Really? Like, well, because, like, you feel, like, as a husband, the moment your child's born, like, you you know, I feel like you want to, like, be a part of that child's life, do anything you can for him, whatever he needs, you know, you're in it a thousand percent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm running around trying to figure out what he wants, what he needs, you know, I'm learning, I'm doing everything. Well, you know, he wants his mom every two seconds because he's hungry, you right. know? Yeah. He wants to eat, you know, he's brand new to the world and everything else. Well, she's over here, you know, her nipples are tired, they hurt, she hasn't slept, I barely slept, so I'm like, you know, I can try to calm him down our son. Well, I spent like an hour and a half trying to calm him down, just listening to those cries right in my face, going like absolutely nuts, waking up Chelsea saying, I can't do anything anymore, I don't know what to do, I'm not getting any sleep, I feel like I can't do anything, he only wants you, you know, Right. so like you, it really goes through you for yeah. a second. Yeah. And like, I called my mom and I bawled and my mom was like, you need to get some sleep, you need to take a shower. Like, you got to take care of yourself during this process, too. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Like, you yeah. can't just make it all with him. Like, right. you got to get some food, get, yep. take a shower, like, yep. sleep. Because, like, sleep deprivation was real those first couple of days. Man. Yeah. Like, talk it about is. hallucinating. Right now, even still, just the other day, I start getting these, like, 
I'll be outside for like five minutes and I'll run in. And I'll be like, Dom crying? She's like, no, he's sleeping. It's like you get these phantom noises. Oh, yeah. Like his, oh yeah. yeah. It's messed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which it isn't necessarily a result of lack of sleep. That is right. becoming a parent. Right, right. You're, you're, you're going to have those phantom, like I did with my nieces when I yeah. used to babysit Amelia. I would hear her crying and that was not even my kid. Um, and so, yeah, another fourth fourth trimester thing is the nipples dude your nipples go raw okay because the baby is sucking on the nipples have you ha- have you ever had like really chapped lips Corey, your nipples raw <laughs> no my nipples are that's, that's, that's good <laughs> you ever have like really chapped lips oh yeah so that is your nipples that's um, terrible probably times a million again we're gonna times mm. it and you have to feed the baby right. you can't not feed the baby yeah. and there's alternatives right you can pump and you can give them the bottle mm-hmm. But you there can is, do formula. You can you do know. formula. You yeah. can do all of those things. Yes. My choice was to breastfeed, and mm-hmm. my choice was to not introduce the bottle until he was about four weeks old. Because okay. they can get bottle preference, which means they no longer want to latch to your nipple. Which means, I that was important to me. That's a value that I have, because it's a lot of bonding there. Yes. You get to create mm-hmm. that you know relationship with your baby. Um, and so that was my goal. And I was in so much pain. Oh, and I had mastitis the third week that I was pregnant. So mastitis is a blocked milk duct in your boob. And you essentially exhibit flu-like symptoms. So I was running a fever. I had chills and aches. I was so hot. I was so cold. Were they just um, like a roto-rooter in there? No, it's a, a bacterial infection, essentially, that enters through your um, raw nipples, yeah. right? Because okay. you have, your nipples are continuously being, like, reopened, like scabs, yes. scab wounds. Yes, um, you, like, clean that off every time? Just well, you're supposed, yeah, so. You do. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't but, always, yeah, it doesn't always just, work because yeah. the baby is sucking on them, right? So the, there's, um, their mouth can have bacteria in it that gets back in there. And you're supposed to wash your hands. Well, when you have a newborn and you have, like, no sleep and you're doing this and that, you're oh, not Oh, but the nurse lets you know before minutes. you leave the hospital. At least a 20-page book report on what to do, and you're supposed to retain it. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Oh, my God. No, no blame to the nurse. It's just what they do. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it was like the very last day, the first four, last three hours you're there, they're all like, all right, these are the things you need to do. And then it's like, da 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 no. There is no book, though. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the nurses and professionals were speaking to me only. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but my husband, he's right here, too. Doesn't he need to know some of this? And he was listening very intently, and I'm grateful for that. But it's like, you know, what not to do, what to do, and everything. Thankfully, we have the internet. Every, yes. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. Everything yes. was pretty much given to me within the last hour of my checkout. I'm like, you guys couldn't come in here and give me this information throughout the last, like, 48 hours that I was here in this hospital bed. Um, So that was really overwhelming. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, you have any questions? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Are you coming with me? Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there was that. What are some other fourth trimester uh, things? Get some sleep, eat food, take showers. (laughs) 
Yeah. I am blessed because I get six weeks off as well to help you out. I do feel bad for mothers that either do it all on their sure. own yeah. or like the dads, you know, back at work in a mm-hmm. week or two weeks. That that can be tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be tough. It's been, it's I've lot. been super grateful that you have able to be here with me. And you that had mentioned awesome. it. it yeah. That is awesome. Um, our, our support group and everybody bringing us food. Yeah, every time you dinner. guys come over and mm-hmm. bring dinner or yeah. somebody else does or, mm-hmm. or somebody's like, hey, what you doing? You know? I mean, we have a mobile studio now. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. not in the studio studio. We're, right. we're at their house. We're doing yeah. it at the kitchen table. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that means a lot to Corey and I. Um, yes, it does. You know, my supervisor and her husband bought us a deep freezer That's to sweet. store our breast milk in. Yes, yeah, so amazing. Yeah, and so I, awesome. I have never been blessed with such a, such a good boss. Um, you know, there's there's great people, great bosses out there, and then there's not so great bosses. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I really lucked out with mine because um, we wouldn't have had any room in our freezer, babe. If you think about it, with how much breast milk I've pumped out so far, no, um, we would have had to figure out something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the support we've gotten has just been, been so amazing. overwhelming. Um, yeah. You know, people bring us food. I'm a brought us a casserole yesterday, a breakfast nice. casserole. It nice. was sweet, dude. It was delicious. Um, one of the things that we, you know, we're getting the house together. You've done, you've done an amazing job of doing that, babe. Where you know, putting the nursery together and getting all that stuff came out great. I'm happy with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and like you were saying earlier, single single parents out there. I don't know how yeah. people do that shit. Props to you guys. Yeah, especially Man, you know, single. There's more single mothers than there are single fathers, especially yep. Yep. when the baby is first born. Um, and checks out. Yeah. I don't know how that would, mm-hmm. I don't know how women do that, especially women who have to go back to work right away and well, take care of a newborn. And that's like what I was telling Chelsea the other day. I was like, man, you know, I do feel, I mean, good luck finding any company to pay for it. Like mm-hmm. everybody should get like a year paid off right. when you have a child. Too many people have children. I mean, hell, you probably wouldn't see half the workforce half the time. Correct. Mm-hmm. I right, get it. Right. There's that. And then who's paying for all that? Right. Like, uh, like I feel you. I do still feel like that, but like I was telling Chelsea the other day, like, honestly, all this stuff is awesome and work itself, you know, between, you know, Chelsea pumping and, and bottle feedings and times and diaper changings and, you know, everything else and taking care of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all been great. And I was like, yo, I could do this all the time. But when you throw work back into the mix, oh, I was yeah, like, man, this gets tough because yeah. work takes up a smooth eight hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when do you go back? I go back August first. Okay, so you got a lot of time back. left. Yeah. yeah, and you got two two and a half weeks left. Yeah, two yeah. and a half okay. weeks. Left. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back on the nineteenth. Um, That's good. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, too, part of this the for, the fourth trimester is there's a six week recovery. So after you give birth, you have to give your body rest, right? Because your organs are all over the place. Well, your body, jungle. yeah. yeah. Um, you you just pushed a baby out of your vagina, right? <laughs> um, the so there's that out the butthole, um, and and so you have a six week recovery. Well, exercise is a huge part of my mental wellness. So um, not being able to exercise too was taking a big toll on my mental my mental health. Um, I was starting to get in in addition to the lack of sleep and not really being able to eat what I wanted and you know what I wanted when I say that you know I want to try to get back to my pre-birth weight so I'm also not trying to eat like shit mm-hmm. um, I couldn't really exercise so that was taking a toll on my mental health um, 
my follow-up is actually tomorrow. So uh, I, I have been doing some light exercises, just kind of introducing myself back into it, even though I was told not to do that. <laughs> um, I, I, you gotta listen to your body. Right. So, like, if you're overdoing it, your body is going to tell you yes. you're overdoing it. Yep. And so, Shoot, I, I start going to a chiropractor too. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not exercising for you. Hey, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That counts for stuff for me. I'm like, my back muscles gotta work there. So that's awesome. Oh, that's right. great. He's like, no, he's saying, oh, that's where it got. That's where it got. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. I started exercising and just kind of easing my way back into it. And I feel a lot better now that I chose to do that. And, um, but there's nothing like starting a 30-minute exercise video and you got little man crying over there and you got to, like, attend him every two seconds and then you're trying to exercise. And so, But that's okay. I think part of this is transition and figuring out how... Patience, man. Patience, yeah. Patience is a huge one. Figuring out how to live your new life with a newborn. Or with a with a kid, just in general. Yeah. What are you? How am I gonna fit exercise in my schedule? Well, you know what? I'm gonna put out a video, and what I get to get done, I'm gonna get done, yep. and that's okay. If I get five minutes of it done, and then I have to attend to a crying baby, I I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I can't beat myself up because of it, and I think that that and sometimes babies just cry. And sometimes babies just cry. I know yeah. that's taking a lot for you to learn, but you're yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, crying. A crying infant has been something that is a trigger for me, and I don't know why. Um, so even if I hear a crying baby at, like, a grocery store, it will literally, viscerally make me cry. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. So that was really hard to overcome, Corey. Were, were you like that said. before the baby? Yes. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just, like, a random stranger in the store. Like, really? if I hear a crying baby or... Like, even with, like, Lincoln and Mason? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, it was a visceral response that I would have. Um, and so I, that was something I definitely had to overcome because, you know, right. he cries. Yeah, he does cry. <laughs> um, and there's nothing like hearing a baby cry and they, they aren't taking a breath. Like, that is one of the things that, like, I I don't know, I, I can't stand that. And, and so that's been something when he got his first shot at the... It went silent for, like, two and a half minutes. <laughs> And then let out one giant cry. Yeah. We got it's a little like hepatitis, oh. hepatitis vaccine or whatever. And, uh, don't want to do that again. But that's a series of three shots, so got to do that again. Got to do it. He'll have many more shots. Got it. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's part of the process. Right. Yeah. So. But no, he's been great, though, really. He hasn't been a bad You've baby. taken him places already and stuff? Yeah. And he's chill? Yeah. He's already been to the cabin, dude. Yeah. He's been to the cabin. Yeah. He's been to the cabin. He's, he's partied in a mansion for a wedding. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's been really good. His feeding, you know, two and a half to three hours. There's this thing called cluster feeding, though, where the baby will want food um, every, like, hour or yeah. less. Generally when he goes to growth spurts. Yeah. And okay. he'll, he'll only feed for about... 10 minutes and that's really rough at the beginning when your nipples are raw yeah right and you're doing that every half hour or hour it's like oh my god and they go through a lot of spurts in the beginning uh, uh, yeah like switch them off <laughs> well that's the thing you can do that but at the same time it doesn't really do anything because you know you 
do it on the left side, and he opens that up, and yep. you get a little relief on the right, but then the next time, about a half hour later, he's got to do the other side, and it just doesn't oh. really do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. That's why a lot of moms I hear, they're like, yeah, I've had no feeling in my nipples for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Right. So yeah. you took the piercing out that it sprout in like three different places? <laughs> um, I can't actually see in his mouth, so... I'm not, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I actually, when I, I'll, I'll maybe have to look because I, I didn't really think no, about when you No, when you pump. When I pump, I, I can tell it through doesn't. the glass yeah, or through the does plastic. It, it doesn't. Like the one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pumping too. So um, that's something that you want to get into. Uh, you have to like introduce into your schedule, right? So that's. That's another thing. That's another, like, 40 minutes out of your day. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I do it for 20 minutes at a time. So I've decided to pump twice a day just to sort of um, keep my milk supply up. Um, but, and also pumping, like, once you get into that routine, your boobs, they'll get so engorged that, like, you have to pump or you're just going to be leaking milk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> It'll come at nighttime and Chess is like, um, I think I got pumped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like so with milk. It's like, oh, it's like, just okay. like coming down. I'm like, yeah, you gotta get rid of something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Change the seals up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put yeah. a new gasket in there or something. Pretty much. So, Where's so yeah. the black seal? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, BOW! <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I gotta do that and um what else? What else for trimester? We got breastfeeding stuff, lack of sleep. Um, we, you know, you did say he's a good baby, and he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to focus only on the negative. That's not. This isn't what I'm. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, th- th- this is a real transition that we have to go through. Yeah, and he's been, been a really real. He's hard. been a real easy baby to read generally too. He gives a. He's a very active baby. He moves around a lot. Yeah. So like. If he's just like straight crying, I can even tell by the crying, like, oh, that's probably a diaper change. Or if he's moving his mouth and tongue like crazy, I'm like, oh, this dude's hungry. Oh, yeah. if he's wiggling and squirming, I'm like, oh, he's got gas, dude. Yeah. yeah. And he literally does. He, dude, it was so funny the other day. He's just <laughs> sitting there and he wakes up out of a dead sleep and he starts squirming. I'm like, oh, you got something in there. And then I rubbed his belly and he like closes one eye and seriously just yeah. leans over and just rips. <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, yeah. that was a fart. Yeah. Don't even care. It was like, <laughs> yeah. ripper, no. ripper. Do the yeah, like, so wow. it's like, if you just pay attention to him a lot, I feel you can just learn all those yeah. things. Yeah. So just pay attention. Just comes with time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like a binky much. Yeah, not much of, not not much of a binky. binky. Not yet. Yeah, he just got the bottle, so... You might like more. the bingy when he starts drawing teeth. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. For TV. Yeah, or as he gets older, too, because the one thing he has is a little Jim Bean on them gums, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. She said no. She said <laughs> absolutely not. Give some hot toddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, there's different binky sizes and shapes, and we just have the two binkies we've tried. Yeah, so we didn't far. really like look into that, and yeah. he seems like the one that's kind of like a bottle, so we yeah. probably just need to get him a couple good yeah. ones. And yeah. he's not too bad as far as like his ability to self-soothe. Self-soothe, he'll just kind of suck on his fingers. Yeah, we've had him in day beds up in his nursery by himself, and he sleeps, and you know, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's been a wild ride, boys. Cool. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. He likes extreme stuff. It puts him to sleep. 
So yeah, it's gonna be dramatic. a little bigger like, like, like a stream, stream skateboarding. Well, like so, like <laughs> if he is like fussy and kind of like fighting sleep, you can see that. You know, he's got the bags under his eyes. He's fighting sleep. He's fighting sleep. You can't just like rock him or swing him or sway him or walk around. You have to like I have to like put him up in the air four times. Like put get him on in a stroller. Yeah. Like around. seriously, put him in the stroller and pop wheelies. I, I I did it at the wedding. He was like fussy. I said, but watch this. And the guy, I zoomed down the hill with him, popped a wheelie with him, <laughs> rode around and put it down. He was snoring. Done. He's like, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but he likes motion. He yeah, wants to go. Loves a car yeah. ride. He wants nice. to go. Loves a car ride. Yeah, he already tries to crawl in bed all the time. It's yeah. He wants to yeah, move. He moves his time. legs so much. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, he picked that's his head why, up. He right hates out of to the be wound. swaddled. He wants his onesies so he can kick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he picked his head up right out of the womb. He did. We got he that was, on video. He yeah. was only ten hours old picking his head up. Yeah. That's wild. It yeah. is wild. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely a strong man. I feel like he wanted out. <laughs> That's why he decided to come on this. Yeah, he was like, oh, he did poop like immediately when he came out too. So good God, that wasn't inside yet. Yeah, yeah, he straight up like he got to that heat lamp right after being cleaned up and just pooped and pissed everywhere. (laughs) Right out of the way. Well, anything else? I don't think so. Poop is nice in the beginning. It's like black. Like syrup, it doesn't smell. It seems kind of weird, but then at the same time, it's a blessing because once that changes color, man, does this stink. And that's no yeah, point. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he's growing, though. He's a growing boy, didn't he? Yeah, you? he's already big. He smiles a lot. He does. <laughs> I've, I've la- he's laughed in his sleep a couple of times. <laughs> he does. He's <laughs> like in his sleep, like, one side smirking and, like, winking and, like... <laughs> Like, what are you thinking about, man? That's funny. You're dreaming yeah. about them titties. Yeah. He's like, can't wait. He's like, yeah. one more hour. Yeah, right, right. One more hour. <laughs> he loves to eat. He has uh-huh. a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, some of the cool things is like kind of putting him in his cute little outfits that he got. Yeah, um, he had a wedding outfit and stuff. Yeah. And just like the cute little stuff like that. Just so cute little wedding outfit. Yeah. yeah, actually, uh, Jay Blank and Danielle got him his little wedding outfit. Oh, did they? Yeah. Nice. The little loafers. Nice. Oh my gosh, so precious. Well, fantastic. Yeah. <coughs> hey, Val, come here. Nice. I like that. So, That's sweet. I guess, yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Pancakes on Sunday Podcast. Stay up to date on all upcoming episodes. By the time you're hearing this, we did a series on city history. We did the Cleveland first. I'm working on Buffalo next. Buffalo will be next. Sweet. Um, we have Through the Looking Glass of a Therapist. There's six episodes of that. It was a good solid season of informatory stuff with stuff coming on the way. Yeah. Mm. As well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple interviews out there. And yeah, you know. Like I said, follow us on Instagram, and we're on Spotify and Apple and all that jazz. Like, subscribe, share, follow, share, follow, <laughs> share, follow. A little bit more? Yeah, share, dude. Follow. Yeah. Yep. And let yep. us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Yep. We have the Soup Squad coming out, which is going to be on YouTube. You can Soup see squad. some of our pretty faces on YouTube for that. Uh, just a discussion, conversational show, and different topics, depending upon who we got on and what's going on in the world. So that will also be available for audio version for our audio listeners, but we're going to venture into the YouTube. So I know thanks. Thanks for everything out there, ladies and gentlemen, and goodbye. It's been real. Bye. Bye. Peace.